Welcome, my friends, to Scry Me a River, the MTG Advice Podcast. I'm Riley. I'm Dennis. And we're here to solve your problems. Once again, back in the saddle after two weeks of D&D flavor analysis holiday, Dennis. Now we're coming it's back D&D to our, flavor advice. We're coming back to our, what I was going to say is our core competency, but that might be generous. That's probably a little bit generous. Speaking of core competency, which is a very, very corporate speak term. How much corporate speak is your, in your day-to-day? A lot. Yeah, I would yeah. imagine so because you're 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 forever in meetings, right? Forever in meetings. Circle yeah. back, action yeah. items. Put a put a pin in it. Take ownership of this. Yeah, oh, yeah. gross! Uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna affect that. What is it? Affecting uh, something? Uh, we don't have that one, but I, I know you say you say yeah. affect. Yeah. Um, the um, I, 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 the way you introduce the podcast made me think about the way I introduce meetings. If I'm ever like running a meeting, yeah. John, I started saying, and I didn't mean to. It just happened one time. And I stuck with it. Yeah. I said, "Welcome aboard, everybody." I don't know why. That's good. <laughs> I like I it. Like Welcome that. aboard. Yeah. Look, Dennis, let's not boil the ocean on this one. Is that a thing? Um, is there ever a time like- where you'd want, is there, is there a one that you'd want to boil the ocean on? What cause is worth that? What, what, what quarterly report is worth boiling the it's ocean worth for? Boiling an entire ocean. If you had to Some- boil an ocean, which ocean would it be? I mean, they they are they made a start in the Gulf of Mexico last week, didn't they? I saw pictures of like the ocean on fire. I, I can't believe everyone fell for that. It's obviously fake. Fake news. Well, it doesn't, people don't realize that water doesn't burn. To be ridiculous, really. Most burn. ridiculous thing. Dennis, here's a bit of here's a bit of interesting trivia for you. you. Have you ever seen a fire truck? I have. You know, firefighters that go off and fight fire. I'm worried. Yeah. Do you know what they fight it with? Hmm. Water, Dennis. I thought that, I thought they had axes. Uh, they do have axes sometimes. Yes. You, it, right. If you're asking me if I'm if I'm picking a bucket of water or an axe in a fight, I don't care if it's fire or what. I'm picking <laughs> the axe, man. <laughs> Maybe it's a fire element. Maybe that's why there's so many fire problems. Because because they're using water instead of axes. Yeah. But here's the thing. This fire, so-called alleged alleged fire, was in the middle of the ocean. Dennis, do you know what the ocean is made of? Axes. Very. There uh, we in, go. In, quite quite like a, a quite a large proportion of it. But a lot of it, a lot of the ocean actually is water. And of course, as we know, water can't burn. Therefore, water fake burn. news. Fake news. The I liberal saw, media added again. Dennis, I saw a thing that was talking about like specifically in the U.S., but it's true in a lot of countries. Like how the like. Um, had the response teams for things. People were basically in like the, in like a defund the police, refund social workers kind of way. Yeah. yeah People yeah. were like, hello, I need help. Oh, okay, of course. Would you like a fire team or a gun team? Those are your two options <laughs> to deal with your problem. <laughs> Choose carefully. I, I have a problem that I need, I need, uh, I need to solve very quickly. Ah, excellent. All right. Do you need fire team? Do you need- or gun team? <laughs> fire team is definitely the wrong way as well. So fire, it, it makes it like they're going to come and like set fire. Well, really? You. They're water yeah. team. Really, they are. Really, they are the waterbenders, not the firebenders. Yeah, yeah, that's true. Anyway, it's good to have some of these key learnings, Dennis. Um, so, these KPIs, just to level OKRs, set for, get a Gantt chart. Let's just to level set for a moment. Uh, we are going to need an omni-channel push here towards our um, our business critical ask. An omni-channel push is when I ask Quant to post something on Twitter and on Facebook. <laughs> that's the <laughs> that's the omni-channel push right there. Oh wait, I'm. Didn't realize. Oh, okay. I thought omni-channel meant like every is like all hands on deck type situation. No, no that's like that's email like pushing retail, something out on all the channels. Yeah. Okay. Well, let's make an omni-channel push right now for channelfireball.com. That's Very our strong. omni-channel that we're, we only omni- have one channel on here, but yeah, we only have one channel on its channel fireball. So an omni-channel push is the same as a regular channel, a, a, a mono-channel push. What's going on at channelfireball.com, Dennis? Riley, I would tell you to go and buy all of your. Adventures of the Forgotten Realms product. But? 
But it's basically sold out, man. Is it actually? Yeah. I knew they were going to be... Because they, they, they said there were going to be some supply issues. I did enjoy mm. this. This was... I, it's, it's always very fun reading the reasoned response of the Magic player. Wizards came out with a statement, very corporate statement, right? Being like, we apologize, there are going to be delays, blah, 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 blah. How and many channels? How many channels did the statement go out on? That's what I want to know. It was an omni-channel push. Omni-channel. But do you know what was interesting about it is that they didn't really point fingers. They were just like, this is how it is, right? And because they didn't say, hey, this is how it is because shipping containers around the world, there's just a worldwide shipping container shortage or whatever, right? I like the idea that it implies that, like, on some farm in Missouri, right? Mm-hmm. A uh, farmhand lugs in a sack and he throws it on the floor and a mm. couple of boosters of Adventures of Gotten Realms spill out. And his wife is, you know, wiping down a plate or ever chins around and she's like, Matthew. And he's like, it's not looking good this year, Mildred. We're not going to make it through the winter. <laughs> We're not going to make it. The yield, the crop, the, 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 the we, we yield's not there. The demilage. Um, but people immediately just blamed wizards, right? Because there's a global shipping container shortage. Now, wizards is that makes- why? That's why. So, hmm. so they, they can't move these cards fast enough because there aren't enough shipping containers to put you them need in. a shipping team. They, well, it's... Get Jeff okay. Bezos on the case. <laughs> People are very, very ready to blame wizards for anything and everything, but I'm reasonably confident in saying that this, like, shortage of product is not due to... It's not wizards. It's, fault, no, it's, no, it's no decision they made that went wrong. Yeah, yeah. Because it's not like because in, in some regions there's no shortage because there aren't the same logistical mm. problems. Like I believe in Europe because the cards get printed in Belgium and yeah, they just yeah. get shipped from Belgium to you know France, Germany, whatever, Italy. Um, I believe that's. I'm not. I'm not 100 percent across all of this, but it was so funny how how willing people were like, "Yep, yeah, it's all wizards' fault." It's like they don't. They make card games, dude. They don't make shipping containers. Riley, do you know what we do have in stock? What do you have in stock? Well, at time of recording, so move fast, folks. Okay. Get yourself a bundle of those AFR Commander decks. I'm I'm surprised that they're still around. Oh, no, is pre-order still? Oh, they're not out-out? Yeah, oh, everything else is pre-order too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, And AFR Commander decks and AFR singles. We found a couple you know, come like a little strawberry patch out back of Commander yeah. Singles we managed to pluck. <laughs> you mean a little artisanal uh, veggie patch that you managed organic, to pluck. Yeah, or yeah, organic, yeah, organic. Hand, hand cultivated. Free, free range magic cards. Um, Dennis, I don't know too much about magic cards. Okay. But there's some good stuff in those Commander decks, man. It's spicy, huh? There's some good stuff, man. If you like rolling dice, you're in luck. If you don't like rolling dice... Yahtzee, um, baby! Yeah, bad luck because it's part of, it's part of magic now. Um... But uh, that, I'm, I'm surprised they're still around. Pick, pick them up. They're going to be, they're, they're, they're cracking. They're really good. Anyway, that's enough of that corporate mumbo jumbo, Dennis. I want to talk there, to you about Use code SMAR. Buy uh, all your, can we go your um, stuff. Well, can I, I ask you something, by the way? Somebody oh, the other day asked me, was like, it's so funny that like you try and get people to use code SMAR when the real code is code night. And I was like, no! It's <laughs> right, these misinformation campaign is working. You've got the numbers. What, how do they stack up? I guess it's difficult because like people from my, people from my, stream we use not it's not as if it's like they're, it's they're, not exactly a one-to-one deal yeah and no. there's i'm sure the people listening to this podcast that just don't like me who would rather use night anyway exactly um uh, let me find out so but it should take I'm sure, me i'm sure there are people who listen to this podcast who don't like me says dennis one half of the podcast there are people who are like listening to this and they're just like oh skipping through you talking <laughs> hitting that plus 15 on the podcast exactly. uh, as oh, far as beating night in codes all, all time all time wait what yeah are you kidding no, but I bet thirty uses smart beats night. I don't like that. At least it's close. I don't like that at all. I'm gonna I'm gonna have a word with people on my stream. I'm gonna I'm gonna start to flush out that that's terrible. That's just money out of my pocket. 
Mm-hmm. And into mine, baby. Guys, here's the deal. Every, oh. if, as you, as you spend money on Code Smart, I will use it to buy Riley Metal Gear Solid 5. It's going to be great. I'm not going to play it. How much play Death Stranding? What's the charity stream? No. No, I'm not. I'm not. You're not going to strong arm me into this again. No, 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 no. You're not going to make me do something I hate again. I you wouldn't I'm not, hate it. You'd love it. I don't think I'd like. You like stand. hiking? What's the big deal? Um, yeah, I like hiking. I don't like go. watching. What's his name? Norman Reedus hike. Norman Reedus hike. <laughs> well, you know, with a with a tower of pizza boxes on his back. Um, Snacking Kojima cat again. All right. Want to want to talk about something, Dennis? From last the last show. Remember, mm-hmm. you remember we talked about Mind Flayer, right? Mm-hmm. And the how it has that mind control effect. Yep. And it's called Dominate Monster or whatever. Mm-hmm. And I was like, oh, it's such a shame because obviously my favorite um, ability from mind players in D&D is Extract Brain. Mm-hmm. Dennis, they've only gone and printed an entire card called Extract mm-hmm. Brain. So I'd like at this point to apologize uh, to my fan. Well, just so my one fan. Is this from the Commander decks? Yeah, it's in the Commander decks, dude. Oh, yeah, that's good. It- it's so good. I, I I wasn't expecting it. I was like, man, it's such a shame because extract brain is not like super um, iconic or anything. But I I think I don't know. It's just kind of gross and cool. And I thought like that that'd be a good thing to put in a card. And they didn't do it. And I'm like, okay. But they didn't just not put it on a card. They made it its own card. Blue black X sorcery. Target opponent chooses X card from their hands. Uh, from their hand. Look at those cards. You may cast a spell from among them without paying its mana cost. I like. You know what's funny to me is I bet. This didn't have the sentence look at those cards in it originally. What do you mean? Like, target opponent chooses X cards in their hand, you may cast a spell among them that pay against mana cost. That reads, and it kind of implies you need to look at the cards to do it. Do you think they were like, hang on, whoa, whoa, we actually have to put in the rules that they get to look at them before they cast them? Otherwise, it's like, pick one. It's like, well, I have to know which one it is. No, you don't. You don't no, pay the mana don't. cost. It's like... Hey, I just extracted your brain, all right? You have no secrets from me. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> Except for those two cards that I couldn't afford to pay for. Those, <laughs> those are secrets. Uh, I couldn't quite access the, you know, the, the cerebellum, but, uh, those are know, all I yours. To, I got to your hypothalamus just fine. So give me that card. Um, so, uh, a full retraction. A, uh, a full retraction. The flavor text is even better. No thought is as succulent as a secret. So I'm all about this card, Extract Brain. I love it. Um, I don't normally even go in for effects like this, but I just like that this is one of those instances where like, me being wrong about something is actually like, mm, I'm glad I was wrong about that. I'm glad mm-hmm. it's its own card. Very good. Anyway, a couple of people brought that on the Discord, so I thought I would address that, Dennis. Offer a full and unreserved apology to Wizards of the Coast, to my friends, my family, my fans, my mum, to you, Dennis. Your, wow, your mum, not a friend or family, it turns out. That's interesting. That's a good take. I think I was being more, just more specifically, because I know mum is a big fan of mind flayers. I don't know. I don't think she understands dungeons. I don't think she's ever done What dungeons does your mum think you do? Oh, she knows. She understands. Like, it's not like I hide it from her. It's not like I'm no, like, oh, I'm, I'm, not, I'm not saying you lied. I'm off to, I'm off to business incorporated today, mum. Wish me luck. No, I'll, I'll have to work at the business factory. I'll have to work at the business factory. Um, no, she knows that, like, I play a card game and mm-hmm. I, play that card game for other people to watch me play and like hang out and chat because she like she comes and watches my stream oh that's true game. actually yeah and uh, now riley this last weekend you didn't commentate a card game i did not no i commentated a, a, a shooty bang click the head a, sh- a shootout yeah yeah it was uh it was very interesting do you want to talk about should we should we hold that off for charizard we can hold that off for charizard River. we can get talk about rainbow, professional professional rainbow six siege at the end of this show it's you will have to have watched rainbows six one through five to rainbow six one through yeah you have to watch rainbow six one you have to have watched rainbow stereo rainbow six one nine to be able to understand 
Tom Clancy's Rainbow One. Didn't go that well. It was just one mm-hmm. guy. <laughs> Do the really dumb thing about Rainbow Six. Guess how many operators are in a game of Rainbow Six? Five, right? Five. Yeah. Yeah. I, I haven't gone that deep on the lore. Um but uh, I don't I, I I don't know why it's Rainbow Six when there are only five people per squad. It's I'm just sure the name of the squad. There there are Rainbow One through Five squads. Oh, is that it? Yeah, it's just okay. R six is their like thing. You, you know more about it than I do. Clearly, I'm I'm speculating wildly. I think I played one Rainbow Six game a very long time ago. Yeah, and it, for all I know, it might have actually been a SOCOM game. <laughs> but you know, yeah, like it might have been Medal of Honor. It might I I, I might I might have been. Kirby's Epic Yarn. I'm not certain. It, it might have been. been Metal Gear Solid 2. It definitely was Metal Gear Solid 2. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Let's get in from a question from Van Wedge, Riley. Yeah, this one, this one's interesting, and, I, and I'm glad Van Wedge... I read that as V and Wedge, but it's probably just Van Wedge. Van um, Wedge. Van Wedge uh, got in touch. You want to read it? Van Wedge says, I'm still thinking about this exchange from months ago and would love your insight. In a game three of a vintage cube match, my opponent cast an upheaval, a card my deck had absolutely no way of beating, lacking counter spells or enough speed to rush under it. Only, they cast it off of turn five ramp, gaining no value whatsoever beyond replacing the one land they hadn't played yet that turn. So upheaval, my- if you don't know, returns all permanents to their their um, target. Lands, their creatures, hand. artifacts, enchantments. Like, actual everything. And normally what you want to do with it is... Um, have way more than the six mana that it costs, right? Float, like, say, ten, spend six of it on the upheaval, and then cast a four drop on an empty board. Yeah, and they so you go, they go land, and you attack you with my five five four yeah. times, and that's it. Yeah, exactly, yeah, yeah. Um, uh, my board at the time was minor. They were at 18 life, and there was no reason to hurry the upheaval beyond simple inexperience. In that one turn, they reduced their odds of winning from 100% to maybe 60%. I messaged them in chat saying, hey, for future, upheaval is a lot stronger if you can float some mana when you cast it and replay something afterwards. Exactly. Uh, apparently, my opponent did not appreciate my helpful tip as they replied saying, hey, for your future, if you can work on your social skills when offering unsolicited advice. <laughs> Pretty burning hot response to no. I mean, no one likes being told they're actually. Some people like being told they're wrong, but you want to hear this? I I have something related to this, right? To this exact scenario. Okay, go ahead. A a nugget of Mashi Scanlon wisdom. All right. So Mashi Scanlon prescribed the team here at work with a book to read for next for next week's Friday meeting. All right. So now I have homework. From my job, which is not and ideal. <laughs> you thought you were out, Dennis. You, I know. You graduated right? university, and you're like, I'm done. No more homework for me. Yeah, but the book is called Mindset, and it's I think uh, by a doctor. I think her name is Carol Dweck. It's certainly Dweck. I think it's Carol, and mm-hmm. it's about these two ways of viewing your life, and it's a All fixed right. mindset or a growth mindset. Okay, I bet the growth mindset is the one that she thinks that you should be focusing on. Am I right? It, 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 uh, also, she invented the terms, but yes. <laughs> um, so the idea is that fixed It'd be mindset. Very funny if she was like, "Oh no, no, you want a fixed mindset? Never grow. It's only, only, it's only dangerous." She does mention she's like, if it's if she's like if the fixed mindset makes you happier i guess don't change it <laughs> it's like <Yeah>. okay <laughs> yeah. uh, the idea is that people who are have a fixed mindset are like oh woe is me why can't i affect change in my life why can't mm-hmm, these mm-hmm. why are all these things conspiring against me and they don't seek out challenge yep. or Solution. feedback or criticism yep uh but with a growth mindset do so mm-hmm. i would venture to guess that van wedge's opponent here is a victim of the fixed mindset riley and needs to get the get the get, download the 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 ebook Brain Extraction by Dr. Cow. What's it called? <laughs> I think uh, it's called Mindset. 
Okay, it's not brain extraction. It's not called brain extraction. My so, self-help book is called brain extraction. Van Wedge uh, closed out this question by saying, they are right, I do have limited social skills, but the fact remains their lifetime win rate will increase if they can take my advice. Was I in the wrong to message them in this way? And I think like this is what I want to address here. Like, First of all, Van Wedge, recognizing that you have social, social, limited social skills, right? that in itself is a very valuable Maybe not a social skill, but a very valuable personal skill to have. Puts you right? in the growth mindset. Puts you in that growth mindset. That 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 growth mindset that Dr. Carol has been pushing so hard on us all. I really want to make sure her name's Carol Dweck before I keep saying it wrong. Um, this is an interesting. It is. This is an interesting collision of two different things, right? Because I would say, in a vacuum, unsolicited advice is not a good thing. Yes, agreed. In in a vacuum, like not a not a hundred percent of cases, right? But on balance, unsolicited advice is bad. Having said that, the response that you received for this relatively minor piece of, you know, well-meant and probably friendly advice, the response you got is completely unreasonable, in my view. Nah, I think it's not that unreasonable. If they're tilted, if their opponent's being a dick. I think it's just rude to say something like that. I could, I think you could argue it's rude to offer advice. To, now, look, really, the real fault is that Wizards of the Coast here. Why put the chat window in at all? And they learn from their mistake with Arena. <laughs> I don't think there's any reason to respond. If he, Here's what happens. If you get some unsolicited advice you don't want and don't appreciate, you go, thanks, and say nothing else. Or ignore it. I don't think there's any reason to clap back like that. You don't need to do that. Doesn't make, now, doesn't, something, it doesn't solve any problem. Something Van Der left out here, which I think is actually important for the story, is who won the game. Hmm... <laughs> No, I don't think so. I think it's if Van, if Van der Wedge gives what the other person perceives to be annoying unsolicited advice. Yeah, okay. And, and then that person goes ahead and wins. I think I can see them being like, well, here's some sort of is, it, is it not even worse that you're rubbing in the victory being by, by being like, hey, if you'd not done this, I wouldn't have won? No, but I think the, the advice coming at them, you could see it almost as like a premature good game. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I see that. This This reads to me as like, beat the message happened after the game but i guess why would that be the case because like you don't stick around in the chat to dissect no everyone sprints games. for the hills as soon as the game yeah. of magic online <laughs> look okay let, let me let me go back to sort of square one here and how i would approach this to begin with i wouldn't be offering advice to the opponent because in this situation especially like online to some rando if we're in per- if we're in paper and we're having a chat about it and that sort of stuff and it was kind of like there was a bit of a friendly a friendlier vibe there maybe i'd talk about it if i wanted to but like Confirmed here, Riley will play against a six-year-old at an F&M and they would forget to untap the line. He'd be like, it doesn't untap then. It doesn't untap. That's, it yeah, just that, doesn't that untap. Is, that's exactly what I just said, yeah. Um, in not so many words, but uh, I, I wouldn't... In many offer, other words. <laughs> I, I wouldn't offer this advice in the first place, I don't think, because... The upside for you is just very low, The upside right? is so low, man. It's so low offering this advice to someone and the, and the chance they take... It. Now, that doesn't justify them clapping back at you in this way. I think that was rude and needless for them to be so rude to you. But... Um, were you? Uh, the question is: Was I in the wrong to message them in that way? No, you weren't in the wrong. Not in a vacuum. Were you wrong to do it? I think it was a bad play to do. Yes, that. I don't I, think I, it was morally objectionable. No, objectionable. there's nothing like you're not in the wrong to do it. But I think you were wrong to do it in the sense that you shouldn't have, because just for your own, like you know, peace of mind, just for your own sort of uh, psychological well-being, I think offering advice like that in a situation like this is it's such low upside man you know this person's gonna come back to you 15 years later like hey 
I'm now the world champion of Magic the Gathering. My face is on the newest card. It's a one mana 6-7 with Death Touch and Trample. I know it's not that good, but, you know, 15 years ago, you taught me that upheaval is better play, and I owe it all to you. It's a one mana 6-7 with Death Touch and Trample. I like that. It doesn't need to be ability. It's basically useless. It's basically used dice to Doomblade. Um... Which which I, which gives you two mana now when you play it. It's crazy. Yeah, yeah, and draws you a card and gains twenty life. Um, I don't know why they printed negative mana. That was wild. I I just think that like, what do you stand to gain from this? And I'm I'm not saying that everything has. No, to be but used they thought they were doing selfish, the right thing. Yeah, but I don't like. You don't have to view everything through such a selfish lens. But like, the, there's there's very few. I'm not just trying to justify the opponent's treatment of you because it was bad. But I, there's very few worlds in which they turn around and be like, oh, thank you so much. There's a world where they're like, thanks, I'm new. We're just hitting with the, the LOL or the XD. But that's that's what I was saying before, and you're like, nah, unsolicited advice, terrible, never do it. It's not that it's terrible, never do it. But well, my, my I, I, would ne- I, would never, I would never do it online. If I got something like this from someone, I'd be like, thanks. Thanks for the... K, advice. thanks, you know? K-T-H-X. Like, if you're getting that tilted about it after a game i don't think there was any reason for the opponent to be this rude i think that no. i think that was unnecessary everyone's but, a little bit of an asshole but van der wedge definitely had his heart in the right place i don't think van der wedge is even slightly an asshole i think just slightly misguided in trying to like naive yeah a bit naive in being like oh this will be something they appreciate so yeah, that's probably true yeah i think generally speaking especially online don't do this sort of thing and in person you've, you've got to be able to judge you really got to read the room yeah yeah and, and it's tough and i'll tell you this if you don't you know you've said you have limited social skills i don't know if that's true or not maybe uh, look whatever but here's my advice when you're in a situation like that in real life if you're ever if you're ever concerned about what you're going to say is appropriate or not just don't say it because you can't go wrong there you know you can't i don't know i don't i don't, don't, don't want to i think people should be okay to Push and probe and try get get out of their shells if they if they have trouble with social skills. I don't think erring on the side of caution is a healthy strategy long term. Sure, but if you're in a situation here where you're like, hmm, should I tell them about this upheaval thing or not? I'm like, eh, I'm not going to do it, especially if you don't know them very well. Like this sure. again, very limited upside to that. You know, challenge yourself to improve your social skills in a way that's going to be make you feel comfortable and empowered, not nervous and like. It's all about the growth mindset. It's all about that growth mindset, Doctor Carroll. I really want so you much, to think. I've never that- even read the book. I mean, I hope you watch this in this podcast. I don't love the book so far. I'm sure we'll talk about it on Friday, but I don't want to be, I don't want to be out here. I don't, there's no, there's no Dennis Trinic affiliate code on audible.com for getting this book. Yeah, I just want to be smart when, when downloading your free ebook. Copy of copy mindset. Of it. Yeah. yeah, exactly. It's oh, it's not free. free. No, it's not free. I bet it's not free. Um, I was, I was going from the audible download your free audio book today. I'm getting those. I'm getting those ads a lot, man. I'm getting ads for audible a lot. I think Where it's do you because get ads? I, what? Where do you get ads? YouTube, Twitch. You Fly audible and travel the you, worlds. You don't have you don't have YouTube Premium. I don't have YouTube Premium. No, uh, ads for YouTube Premium really are very funny to me. That's because, they're holding you hostage because they crop up in the middle of a, of a video and they're being like, "Watch videos without interruptions." You get, get like YouTube this. It points a gun at your head. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. It's like, oh, do you mean the interruption like the one that you've just made me? If you didn't had had this out, I wouldn't be. It wouldn't be. That a is a half step from. Hey, isn't this annoying? Want to stop? Give us don't, money. <laughs> don't you? Do you have YouTube Premium? Yeah. What What does it give you? I'm still not clear. Um, you can download videos. Okay, you can do that without. Uh, you can do that without YouTube Premium. So next one, yep. Uh, you can watch videos with the app closed on your phone. That is the most frustrating thing. Yeah, it's so annoying. Yep, go on. Yeah, also, well, actually, when you close the app, it just makes a little teeny version of the video, and you can well, close that too. Same same as Twitch, yeah. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Um, and then no ads. Okay, all right. I'm not paying for that. It's like four pounds a month. 
Well, I mean, maybe you're getting that. Maybe you're getting those sweet smart dollars. But I tell you what, I'm I'm stretching. Oh, the the, 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 the night code can't carry you there. Night code can't carry me there. Yeah, use coupon code night so I can buy YouTube Premium. I'm not going to buy YouTube Premium. All right, next question comes to us from S Fitty. Advice question: Should I sell my peasant cube? Originally, I bought it to help make a game club happen at the school that I teach at. I've changed jobs and that club is gone. My current playgroup are the adults playing more commander and don't like draft. What would you do? Easy question. Easiest question we've ever had. Sell, sell, sell. S Fitty Peasant Cube, but S Fitty doesn't have YouTube Premium. No, no, not with the, not with the no. Maybe S Fitty does have a. Uh, a that's why. Cube. That's why they can't afford a proper cube <laughs> yeah. because they're spending all their money on YouTube Premium. Uh, so Peasant, by the way, for those of you who don't know, it's like Pauper, except you can have some number of uncommons. I don't I'm know sure how that works in Cube. I I'm assume you so can just have uncommons in there as well. Have overall. uncommons in there as well. It's it's tough to let go of stuff like this, especially when there's some sentimental value attached to this. But I, I sold a, a proper actual cube. Not like your fake stupid cube. All right, mate. A, pro- a proper cube. I wasn't implying that at all. I was saying you okay, said I- an actual cube, which implies okay. that Esfidi's right. cube is not a real cube. Let me let me. Rephrase. I see you, Esfidi, and I recognize your cube. I sold a cube that would more traditionally fit the the archetypical associations that people would have with what a magic cube involves. I do not I want to I want to be very clear on the podcast right here. I do not endorse nor do I condone Riley's cube gatekeeping. Riley's cube keeping here is unacceptable. No, no, no. It, you look, cube in the way that sparks the most joy for you, right? No okay. problem. I have no problem with with people cubing in any way they see fit. I'm saying that I'm trying to be relatable here and I'm further alienating myself from the common man. I see that, right? Um, uh, the cube that I had, I got rid of, right? It's irrelevant what kind of cube it was. There we you go. Like, now you sound like a politician. It's irrelevant. It's what kind of cube it was, okay? I'm not here to get into the, to the nitty gritty of what kind of cube. I'm not here to play was, a game of gotcha. Right? Exactly, right? Um, I'm not here to play a game of Gotcha, Dennis. I'm here to play Cube. Except I'm not because I've sold my Cube, so I'm not playing Cube anymore. Um, it was a tough thing to let go of. It was. But it was just sitting in my, in my, it wasn't even gathering dust because it wasn't even outside. It was in a drawer. Yeah. I mean, the, the real question here, step one is whether they should sell the Cube or not. I think yes. Step two, what happens when your friends start playing a game that you don't like to play very much? In this case, Commander, but it could be League of Legends. It could be, Rainbow Six, it mm. could be Kirby's Epic Yarn, whatever you name it. What happens when the friend group moves on to a game you're not as interested in, Riley? Is that, I, I'm not getting that vibe. Well, the second half of it is. What do you mean? My current play group play more Commander and don't like to draft. Yeah. What would you do? Play Commander with them. What? I don't think SVD wants think, to play Commander. I, I don't get that vibe at all. Where do you, where do you get that? Because my current play group, oh, I suppose maybe I, maybe I maybe I just figured. I think was... the I think that my current my, my current play group play more commander and don't like draft is just saying like I'm not going to get any more mileage out of this peasant cube. Oh, I thought it was how do I, I thought it was more like how do I get them back to playing my peasant cube? No, no, no. I I didn't read it like that. Um, sell, sell, sell. You don't need these cards. Yeah. Uh, Channel Five or U Box. We buy coupon code night. I don't think the coupon code does anything, but it's just good practice to type it in there. Um. Get rid of them. Honestly, like it took me, it took me a long time to finally recognize that like my cube was just languishing away. Down. Like, yeah, it was just, it was just doing nothing. Um, the best time to sell expensive magic cards is 20 years ago. The second best time is today. So get rid of it. You don't need it. Um, you're not using it. it there's going to come a time when, or that- find someone else who's going to use it, give it to them. You know, like this is a peasant or something. Yeah. Some kind of peasant who doesn't have a real cube. Who doesn't appreciate, you know what I do? Sell that, sell that, put that money towards a real cube. An actual loser. cube. Loser. You, you lose. No, don't do that because you'll have even fewer people to play even more expensive cards with. So um, don't do it. Mm. D 
ditch the peasant cube, build a cool commander deck, and then um, and then play with your friends there. I don't know, man. Like uh, this sounds like really. I, I sound like I'm kind of like being. You're nasty? not being cubalitis. You're not. No, 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 no. Am I coming off as like too brash here? But like, I've I've been through. I can shortcut you. You've been to this, this and experience. you think you think you don't think it's a difficult decision, yeah. After after having got rid of it, I don't I don't I don't think. Oh man, if only I had that cube. I never played with anyone. It's health potions at the end of a video game. You don't need it. You just don't need it, man. You really don't. And if like you we think- opened a box of Jumpstart to play the other day, and Nikki was like, "Oh, I think I'm going to like separate out the packs and like keep them so we can play again." I'm like, "We will never do that." Yeah. Yeah. I would sooner just buy another box of Jumpstart if yeah. we wanted to do that. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Moving okay. on from someone we poked fun. Of for being a loser to an actual loser, right? All right, mate. Okay, let's just read, calm- read, the, read the question. Let's just calm down a little bit. All right, I'm not calling Sviti a loser. I'm not. I'm, let me make it very clear. Right, cube how you want, but if you're not going to put least some bloody foils in there, why are you even trying? Anyway, Korean <laughs> um, Ranger, an actual bona fide loser. Here. Okay, Dennis's words, not mine. Let me make that very well, clear. Well, you'll see in a second. It's Korean Ranger's words. All right, go ahead. Hey, smart. Lately, I've been losing a lot. Right, I mostly enough. play okay. limited. All right, Dennis. And- okay, well played. I mostly play limited, and I just took a look at my 17 lands data. For the first 40 drafts or so in Strixhaven, my win percentage was about 60%. Nice. That's extraordinarily high. Very good. Very good. Uh, but in the past 25 drafts, it feels like a flip, has, a switch has flipped. They wrote a flip has switched, and it really screwed me up, but I assume the switch has flipped. Yeah. Yeah. And my win rate has dropped to below 40%. I know variance is a huge part of magic, but it still feels really demoralizing, especially oh, yeah. considering that I've done so many drafts. My question is parts two. Do you have any advice for figuring out if drastic changes like this are due to something that I'm doing wrong or if it's just variance? And do you have any advice for dealing with the tilt of drafting a deck that feels awesome and then going 0-3 over and over and over again? Also, if it matters, I play a lot of best of three, so it's not like my rank increased drastically and then I started losing. I was actually winning more in diamond last month than I am in gold slash plat. Well, first of all, platinum is the hardest rank to grind through in my experience. I, I don't know why, but I think diamond is easier to get through than platinum. I don't have any... Quality. So there's no there's no reasonable I don't quantitative and evidence for that, but that's just how I feel. Um and I had very similar experiences with Strixhaven. Started off winning, then started losing and couldn't do anything else. And my solution, as as and I'm interested to get your take on this, Dennis, was stop playing the format. Yep. I wanna say something else before we move too far away from this, because it's very there's a very interesting parallel here. because uh, the, the way you said that um plat was harder than diamond. Yeah. There are certain ranks in League of Legends that are total messes. Okay. Gold four, plat four, diamond four. Yeah. Are nightmares. Yeah. Can you figure out why? Because they have the people who have just come up from the, the rank below, right? Even worse. Okay, go on. It's the people who have bought accounts. Oh, wow. I didn't, yeah, rank boosting. I didn't even, that, silver I mean, player buys a plat account. That account is in plat four. Yes. So now your jungler is a person who's meant to be in silver is a, four. Yeah, is a silver player with a plat account. I because mean, that doesn't happen in Magic. I mean, no, if there's, of course not. If there's ranked crazy to in do magic, that, dude. Um, yeah, that's a problem in like Apex and yeah, stuff. Yeah, there's like well. weird spikes. Yeah, exactly yeah. the same. That's awful, man. I didn't even consider that. Yeah, that's terrible. But oh, sorry, back to Queen Range question. I 100 percent agree with you. Take a break. Yeah. So stop. Like, go st- with your wife out to the cabin for summer. Go to the log cabin. I'll, I'll go stay with her father. Frolic, frolic amongst the butterflies in the in the flower filled meadows, and stop playing Strixhaven Limited. I was making a Hamilton reference where I didn't get it. It's okay. Sometimes um, a format just kicks your ass. Also, sometimes human human brains are really really bad at not trying to identify patterns and things that don't have patterns in them, mm-hmm. and are really really bad at dealing with a lack of agency. Like yep. you will lose games you should have won. Mm. A lot, and you know that you've mentioned like very short of the game. Yeah, 
it's hard enough to take blame for that, but sometimes you, you can't. Yeah, sometimes you just lose. You need and a reset. Go play, go outside, go for a walk, or just play a different game. Yeah. Yeah. And I, like, I drew a line under Strixhaven after. Like, I enjoyed, uh, I had a great time with Kaldheim. Kaldheim was a great, great format. And I didn't even, I did some winning. Like, I did okay. I wouldn't say that my win rate was much higher than 50% because, it, I mean, might, might not have been 50%. But even when I was losing, I was like, well, I can see why I enjoyed this, whatever. With Strixhaven, I just, I was, I felt completely bamboozled, you know? All of the, I'm not saying I'm an amazing drafter or anything, but like all of the fundamental skills I had as a drafter, as a magic player, were just it, it felt like none of them mattered. I was drafting decks that looked good, had a good curve, had a good balance of threats and removal, were just good limited decks, and I was just getting trashed by people who do, who had a deeper understanding of the format. I don't know what it was. So I just mm. drew a line under it and I said, I'm not doing this anymore, right? So when when you ask, do you have any advice for dealing with a till of d- drafting a deck that feels awesome and then going 03 over and over and over again? My advice is honestly draw a line under it and recognize... And, and this is the great thing about Magic is that new sets come out every couple of months, right? So at, the, at, at a dizzying pace. Honestly. Yeah, right? So, like, even if you're just playing Arena and you're waiting for, like, new sets to come out, you've still got, like, a minimum of four and usually five, between four and six to play with every year. So, you know, you're waiting, what, three months, two months before the next draft experience comes out? And then on top of that, there's Cube and all sorts of other stuff. So And this comes out in September. You know what, Dennis? I just I just thought of something, right? Because a lot of there's a lot of pe- people who play poker as well with with Magic, right? There's mm-hmm. some crossover there. Mm-hmm. And in poker, for those of you who don't know, you can fold at any time, right? Like you can you can much like conceding at any time in Magic. Yeah, you can fold. Like you don't have to keep playing the hand. And you so actually my need pr- priority, quote unquote, to fold in poker, but that's fine. <laughs> my advice to Query and Ranger here is that you've 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 got to know when to hold them. This is mm-hmm. something I'm, th- I'm coming up with at the top of my head here. I'm, I'm, I appreciate gonna, that's raw. That's okay. I'm, try- I'm trying to think, right? You've got to know when to hold them. You've got to know when to fold them, right? That kind of runs. That's nice, actually. That's, that's quite that's poetic. Get a so of that. You've got to know when to hold them. You've got to know when to fold them. And you've got to know when to walk away. Is that the next line of the song? I don't think it is. And sometimes you've got to know when to run. Maybe it is. It sounds like it, it is. is. It definitely is. I don't know. Okay, I've right. never gotten past the nowhere to fold. Up. I'm like, turn it off. I'm done. <laughs> and you don't listen. No one to fold them. No one to walk away. And no one to no one to run. And can I give you another piece of advice here, Queen Ranger? You were this, born to run. This is this is probably outside the purview of the question, but you never count your money when you're at the table, right? Because there'll be time enough for counting when the dealing's done. Also, why is there money on a magic table? What are you doing? Money drafts? That's illegal. It's not illegal. It's illegal. The police will get you. Put you in Azkaban. <laughs> wizard police. Wiz- the wizard police come and get you. you know, I, I, love, I always love that running game that you go to Azkaban if you cheat at magic. Yeah, of course you go. Where else would you go? Wizard prison. Wizard jail. Yeah, no, wizard I get it. prison. Um, but uh, no, uh, jokes aside, th- this is a like when you're getting trashed at a format, whatever it is, just take a break, man. You don't need to keep doing this to yourself. You need to reset. Like fighting against the tide and being like no i've got to improve like chasing the it's not lost winnings because like you're not losing stuff but like attempting to it is chase losses it is chasing losses straight up though from a pride perspective yeah proving the universe wrong no i am good at strixhaven limited why everyone has off formats man strixhaven was a hard one I, i i think you're just carrying around all this extra baggage for no reason you know and afr rules it slaps play play dungeons and dragons drafts man it's they're really good it's really good fun much better. Have you played much AFR? I've played a sealed event, and I'm partway through a draft event. I think I'm going to win this game, so so far, so good. Are you playing right now? No. She's screaming with me. She's screaming with you right now. No, 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 no. Do it now. Don't close the thing. Show it to go now. Show me your task manager. 
Let's see. He's got three monitors, so he's probably not sharing the right one with me. I wasn't. Okay. All right. So he doesn't seem to... Wow. Nine Discord notifications. Busy boy. All right. It seems that he's clear. It seems. But he's the sort of... Dennis is clever enough that he could have closed it. He could have have closed it that far. Well, if he did, he just lost that game, so... Oh, he's got his phone. Oh, no, I forgot he's got it. Oh, no, he's just picked up his phone. Oh, <coughs> oh no. <coughs> Ask about it. <coughs> okay. It is illegal Ooh. to record a podcast while... Uh, that's, why, that's why LSV is on the run. from. He's, he's running from the dimensions yeah. as we speak. I miss triple queuing. I miss being... I miss, I miss love and drafting, man. Yeah. I don't know how to get back into it. Dear Smar... This one, I this used one to comes draft us from Strangeck. Riley, I don't mean to alarm you. Mm. The smar is coming from inside the podcast. Um, anyway, Korean Ranger, just sometimes when a format kicks your ass, the best. I, I don't think trying to fix that sort of thing is even a good thing sometimes. Sometimes it's better to just draw a line under it and move on. That's what I did, and I felt a lot better for it after I was just like, nah, stuff this. I'm not playing Strict 7 Limited anymore. Pack it up. Yeah. Just take a break. Play a different game. Like, yeah. honestly. Play, it doesn't, it can be a different format. You could go play, try Age of Empires, try League of Legends, do whatever you want, but just take a little bit of a reset. A little Rainbow bit of a, if you, you know, you eat a bunch of sushi and eat that little bit of ginger to cleanse your palate. Mm. So it's all bad. One final question, Dennis. This one comes in. It's not a, a magic question. We've talked about a lot of magic today. I'm sorry about that, everyone. Um, <clears throat> D&D question. Terrorist says, between the new AFR set and the excitement level discussing D&D on Smart, I've got the itch to learn how to play. What do I do? Do I go out and buy something from my LGS and dangle a treat in front of my wife and dog until they play with me? How do I get into D&D? So, this is rough because mm-hmm. I don't know if you ever hear this, but D&D is only as good as the people you play it with. I was talking about this on stream. D&D is a game, I think, more than... I, I, if anyone has a, another suggestion, I want to hear it. But D&D, more than I think any other game ever, ever I've ever played, right, that... The delta between playing it with fun people playing with people who aren't fun is the highest, right? If you sit down and play Ticket to Ride with people T- who would like, it's the, the, the game will do some of the, the fun game making will, for you. Will lift it, right? Like you can sit down and play Settlers of Catan with people who aren't that much fun to play Settlers of Catan with, and you're still going to have an okay time because you're playing Settlers of Catan, right? Playing D and D with with the wrong people is just it's miserable. It's awful. Specific, really, specifically the wrong DM, but even even one PC can drag everything down a, a bad dm it, it that's true it is impossible to have a good time with a bad dm it's possible to have a, a good a bad time a good time with a bad pc but even a bad pc will just kills the vibe man the it's vibe. like like it's weird D, especially for people who are playing it nowadays when mm. it's not really like a hyper serious nerdy no. thing like it was in the 80s it's just, it's just like structured improv it's structured comedy improv yeah and structured is a loose term a lot of the time. Well, I mean structured you, in the sense that like you roll dice and you have like set right. pieces and that sort but, of like, stuff. But like all of you are cooperating and everyone's goal, like your goal is to reclaim the sword of your lost clan and your goal is to find out what's causing these children to go disappearing in this village. Mm-hmm. But everyone's goal is to just sit down on a Thursday night and have fun together. Yeah. And that is hard if they're strangers, if one of them's a jerk, mm-hmm. if the DM secretly has a crush on one of the players and is trying to leverage their position in the, the campaign yeah, to yeah, hit on them. Yeah. A lot of problems can arise. Yep. And you're really, really putting your hand, like, if you need to sit, you need to have people, and I don't know if you drink it, if you don't drink this, this just, the analogy is still fine. Some people you would like to just sit around and have a drink with yep. and talk with for three hours, those people you can play D&D with. Exactly right. And we're now lucky enough to be at a point 
where you know 15 years ago when i started playing dnd i had to go and seek out the hidden the hidden nooks and crannies of society mm. to find other people who want to play dnd we're now at a point where you can go up to a bunch of muggles right you can go up to a bunch of people who don't like board games card games nerdy stuff and just be like hey do you want to try and play this game right and it's not great coming into a thing like that with none of you having experience. It's good to have one person with experience as a DM. I think it's actually okay. Like the first time I played D&D, none of us played it before DM included. And we did, someone suggested this in Discord, that we bought the starter set, we did the Lost Minds of Fandalver, yeah, which you can now find on a magic card if you want. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, and it was fine. The DM was learning along with us. Mm-hmm. It was, it was fun. And like I'm, I'm playing a campaign right now with like some of my friends from, from from when I was a kid, mm. they are not really nerds. No, they play video games kind of, but mm. they mostly like watch football and drink beer. Yep, and like they're not they're 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 lads 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 lads. Yep, and they're having a they're having a blast. Having a they don't time. mind. Yeah. They don't mind being an or they're a little crude. They'll be like, you know, oh, can I tear the goblin's head off? And I'm like, sure. And they're like, sick. And I'm like, sick. okay, yeah. <laughs> That's cool. You tore the imaginary head off an imaginary goblin. Sick. Yeah, yeah a lot of that, oh, but it's man. fine. Oh, here's, here's a little tip on that. If, you, if you're DMing, right, and your player wants to do something that is just utterly inconsequential but will make them feel good, just let them, right? Like, oh, yeah. All right, I, I shoot at the at the goblin and do a cool backflip while I'm doing it. It's like, oh, okay, whatever. You do a cool backflip. And, like, it's, is it cool? It's like, oh, it's so cool. The backflip <laughs> you did, the- everyone's really impressed. Like, even- like, is it cool? <laughs> no. No, it's not. <laughs> <laughs> the goblin that you just shot is like, wow, cool backflip, dude. Um, uh, I'm interested to hear you say that, that, like, DMing for the first because I I've always played as you know with either experienced players or being the experienced player right but that's good to know that it is possible to like get into a game with an inexperienced DM. Um, There's some pausing and some reading. I won't pretend there is. I mean that that happens. I mean even the best DMs have to look up rules sometimes. Man, that's not mm-hmm. yeah. Um, but definitely the most the single most important person here, Terrell's fan. The thing the single most important advice here is is the people the. Find the right people to play with, right? 100%. Find the right people to play with. And if you find the wrong people, back out. You don't owe them anything, man. You don't, you haven't signed your life away. You can back out. It's, 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 it's annoying to have a PC back out of a campaign, that sort of thing. But I tell you what, it's going to be better for all concerned rather than you sitting there for months miserable hating it, right? So if you've got your LGS, if you can, you can, if you can look for a game at your LGS, that's fine. But the best piece of advice that Dennis and I can give you here is find people that you know and that you trust and that you gel well with and that you could sit around, as Dennis said, and just, just, talk nonsense with for hours on end, those are the people you want to play D&D with. As mm-hmm. for getting stuff, you don't need much stuff, man. I know that nerds love stuff and having stuff, right? You need a player's handbook. You need and, a starter set. And a, and a set of dice. That is it, really. Buy the starter kit. It has everything you need. Buy the starter kit. You have everything you need. Don't, you don't need to go and buy a DMG. You don't need to go and buy a monster manual. You can have them if you want, especially if you're going to be DMing, but like as we've talked about, you don't- Monster manual, need. you definitely don't need uh, it's 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 not it's a nice thing to have, man. Like especially if you're gonna play. Like if you want to, if you want, I, I enjoy the paper, the pen and paper experience without computers and stuff. But I mean, yeah, most of the monu- monster manual is online as well. If you want to get across that, um, welcome, Terrors fan. You should play. You should definitely play. It is one of the best games ever made, and you will love it if you're any kind of a nerd. But as Dennis has said, just f- find the right people. We done. We have a we have a Rainbow Six to talk about. Well, we're done with the advice. We can now talk about. Oh yeah, yeah. We, we've eaten. Have. We've eaten. We've eaten our our. Especially dessert. We've eaten our. Brussels sprouts. Veggies, I, I guess. Yeah. yeah, a lot of magic chat today. We do apologize. Yeah, I'm really sorry about that, guys. That that, that it happens. It gets away from us sometimes. Sometimes we just lose focus and uh, and end up talking about what the podcast is supposed to be about for a lot longer than we meant to. So we do apologize. Um, 
Rainbow Six Siege has a pro league divided into mm-hmm. different regions, four regions, North America, Europe, South America, or LATAM, Latin America, and uh, Asia Pacific. And as part of coverage of the LATAM Pro League, I was doing coverage of the Brazil division this week. How did you land this? Uh, so, um, a couple of years ago, a broadcast company got contracted by Wizards to host a, I think, a regional championship. I think it was the UK championship or something like that it was there was like the scandinavian like the german the french the italian spanish that sort of it was like this european cup type thing i think it was more i think it was like a prototype i think it was like a testing the waters thing anyway a bunch of different um, production houses got asked to do it and the english one reached out to me and was like hey can you and it was all it was in like local languages as well so the german one was in german the french one is right right Anyway, the UK one, they reached out to me, this uh, this studio down in England, right, in London, and they're like, hey, we need a host. I'm like, yeah, great, I'll do it. And they were like, um, uh, you know, took me down to London. They'd full, they they m- mostly did Counter-Strike, right? Mm. Full setup, incredible, right? They'd sort of magicked it out a little bit, and I did. I sat there and I just, you know, cast a top eight with Toffle. It was good. Um, but then they they got the... They got the gig for doing uh, Rainbow Six. I think they still do Counter Strike. I'm not sure, but they they started doing professional Rainbow Six coverage. And I don't know why I haven't asked. I thought it might be a little uncouth, but they needed a new host, right, for this for this broadcast. Um, and they had me on file. Well, it's perfect because you you are a like you are a rusted on, highly competitive Rainbow Six player. So I, I I don't talk about this at all because it's not true. But yes, I am. <laughs> I love playing rainbow six at a very high level and have uh, no, who look, is I'm, your favorite operator operator yeah I, well I'm, I'm afraid to say that i have played a lot of rook in my time and i know a what lot, yeah i have no idea what <laughs> why why do you think it might be embarrassing to play rook are they the, the beginner character they're largely they're, there's a lot of um are they the, are they the cheapest mode. character like are they like cheese like they are one of the che- oh cheap cheesy no but they are cheap to buy Oh wow! Okay, yeah. Yeah, okay. That so was not what I in, meant. In, but in I'll Rainbow, take it. You know, in Apex, how you start with a bunch of free characters, yeah. and then you have to pay. Yeah. So in in Rainbow Six, there are some. I, I can't remember what they're called Pathfinder characters or beginning characters. There's like ten or twenty that are like, like so cheap that they they may as well be free, right? Like most operators are like tens of thousands. These ones are like a thousand or five hundred, right? I'll play so, Rainbow Six there if you want. I mean, sure. We, it's it's way better in a team of five, but well, um, of course, everything is. Yeah, of course. Um, so Rook has one ability that is very difficult to use incorrectly. He puts down a bag full of bulletproof vests, and everyone comes and picks up a bulletproof vest. Right. So no matter what, at least you put down the bag. Whereas, like you know, if you're playing Hibana, knowing where to breach and where to use your ex Kairos, or you know, if you're using. I don't know, bandit and having to learn how to trick properly, like this sort of thing. You know what I mean? Um, I know, I know exactly what you mean. You, you, it, the game is so tactically dense and it is so, cause people think, oh, it's a shooting game. Go in there, click the heads. No, it's not. It is a shooting game and gunplay is important. It's more of a weird chess game. It is a lot more like that. It is so much more about positioning, intel, uh, the full, like nearly fully destructible environments, right? So you, you can, shoot through walls right there are cameras placed everywhere so you 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 use little drones to go and figure out where everyone is and then everyone has different abilities whether they're breaching abilities roaming abilities anchoring there's soft breaches hard breaches there's there's, there's so many different like the imagine a game of chess except there are about 60 pieces instead of like seven or whatever right 
mm-hmm. and also you can move up and down on the board not just left and right and across like the game 3D is chess. the game is so so complicated um but i've been a fan of it for a while. having played both is is league of legends or rainbow six more complicated oh, i don't want to i don't want to get into this man um just which do you think which do you think is the more skill intensive game I don't know which Hot one take. is more skill intensive. I think Rainbow Six requires much faster. You can come back from a mistake in in League of Legends. Mm-hmm. If you make a mistake in Rainbow Six, that's it. You're dead. Wow, very Again, like like well, so so there's no respawns in a round. Yeah, of course. Yeah, it's like search and destroy and one one headshot and you're dead. These players are at a level where if you are at a position for a split second, you will go down and then it's a 4v5, right? Mm. And a 4v5 with no respawns quickly, usually becomes a 3v5, unless you've positioned yourself that you can refrag and go to 4v4. And that's like, that's the other thing, like the, the concept of trading. Mm-hmm. Like if one player has to, has to like pre-fire and peek to, to take someone down, you can then, you know where they are. You should be able to then be in a position to punish them, whether, whether you're flanking or whether you're just refragging or whatever, right? So. It's a really, really deeply complex game, and also it's very fast. Whereas League, like you've got a bit more time a lot of the time because you know you can plan. Well, League, League, I think something League and Rainbow Six share is there's a lot of very, very slow, and then very fast in pockets. That's right? true. Definitely, that's true. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But with with Rainbow Six, you don't get the opportunity to often to rally mm-hmm. to be like, all right, okay, move here. We're going to push top or whatever. It's like, oh, next game. We're dead. Yeah. You know. So, like, once the game, once the game of Rainbow Six starts to end, there's no, there's no stopping it. There, that's a good way to put it. Whereas with 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 League, I feel like you can you can pump the you can disengage. Yeah. You can be going badly and bring it back, right? Whereas when that happens in Siege, it's huge. You know, if you get a one v four clutch or something, that's like, you know, a hundred thousand views on Twitch, clip of the year, that sort of thing. It's a crazy. Right? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, so. But uh, I will say this: streaming, like doing Age of Empires, that was something that I was like. Come and watch. You're going to have a good time, right? Because you can, broadly speaking, follow the action of Rainbow... Even if you don't know exactly what's going on with Age of Empires, you can go, ah, he's got a lot of horses that are fighting. Look at, those. those are a lot of blue horses running at those red buildings. Exactly, right? Whereas with Rainbow Six, it, it is not a game... It's not super beginner-friendly. It's a bit more like Magic in that. In that, like, If you don't know what Ash does... Right. If you don't know that the hard breaches are Ace and Thermite and uh, Hibana and you know and whatever, you're not going to understand what's going on. So it, it, it's a game that deeply re- that rewards deep investment. And um, now here's the other question, and I'll stop talking about it. Which is more obtuse to a beginner, League or Rainbow Six? I would actually have to say Rainbow Six. Wow. Yeah. At least with League of Legends, you understand. This is maybe more interested in Rainbow Six than I've ever been in my entire life. <laughs> when you're playing League of Legends, right, it's it's like, here's your position and here's what you do. You're playing top. You need to kill as many minions as you can or last as many minions as you can and try to kind of just mess with your opponent who's doing that. You're on jungle. Go and kill mobs and when someone needs you to help, move in and try to help them. Like, I, I know I'm speaking very broad terms, but that's it, right? Right, I have an article to show Dennis you. Dennis has stopped listening to me. <laughs> I'm, listen- I'm listening to you. I'm I listening to you. a question. You said, you said, that, that's, is that right? Except like, that's broad terms, but is it correct? Yeah, like you yeah. have more defined, but you have to find roles in Rainbow Six too. Not by the game. Only by your team. Mm, sure, yes, that's so fair. So okay. when, when you start in a game of Rainbow Six, you can start a, you can pick a spawn point, right? 
uh, if you're attacking. And if you're defending, you pick like a bomb site to defend, right? But how you coordinate that attack is 100% up to your team, right? Sure. Okay. There's like, no defined. Yeah. No. Fair enough. And often, you know, there will be, you'll have like, uh, you'll have team comps that are designed to do one thing or the other. But like the amount of time you have to put in before those team comps start even making sense is absurd. Whereas like you were able to give me, like I talk about being laughed at because I was a red dot rook for a while, right? But, you know, you you were like, play Ash. Play, what's his name? Spinny Man? Garen. Right? Spinny man. <laughs> and I sort of understood that what my role was, right? Whereas someone's like, all right, you know, we want you to play uh, Mozzie. So you're going to be a defensive anti Intel Roma. Like, I don't know what I have to do. Uh, watch what this staircase. Except when you're watching the windows, except when we need you to come and do this, except when you like this. Right? This sounds exactly like learning to play League, honestly. It, it is a lot of the. Yeah, but here's, but here's, the, here's the difference. With Lee, you know, when I've played lead with you and I don't know what I'm doing, I will just go top and kill minions until I'm told to do something different. And that's fine. In yeah. Rainbow Six, if I'm playing as, I don't know, Mirror, right? And I'm like, all right, I'm an anchor. I'm just going to sit at my window. Not every operator, in fact, hardly any operators have a thing that you can do that is just correct because like mm-hmm. you're constantly moving, shifting, rotating. You're constantly having to hold different angles, different positions and adapt to that's what, what you're That's what the bag of vests is for, right? right? You always have the bag of vests. <laughs> but that's why you play Rook because, you, because no, no, but it's funny. Like uh, you, you're, you already kind of understand why new players play Rook. It's because it's impossible to get Rook wrong. You put the yeah. bag of vests down, you've done your bit. Everybody, you helped. Yeah. It's impossible to play Rook incorrectly apart from forgetting to put the bag of vests down. Well, I, I mean, I, I'm sure your team will helpfully remind you. In, case. <laughs> in the first firefight, like, hang on, why, why don't I have the extra? Uh, oh, yeah, you forgot to put your bag down. Great, great job. So I've sent you a link, Riley, in, right. the, in the chat here. Give me a look at this link. Can you figure out what this is? <clears throat> Let me have a look. Uh, Rainbow Six Siege beta preview. Um, What is it? This is an article I wrote in college for the magazine reviewing <gasps> this new game coming out. Dennis Strandjack, October 27, 2015. So I would love if you could read this. It's not very long. And tell me how accurate it is. <clears throat> Planning, preparing for, and executing a, tompl- a complicated task comes with the rush of satisfaction like no other. And that's the feeling that Rainbow Six series has always appealed to. The series' latest installment, Rainbow Six Siege, is no different in that it pits teams against other in a highly tactical in highly tactical skirmishes, focusing on defending and attacking a specific building. Yes, broadly speaking, true. A specific part of a specific building that changes every turn. And, and the, beta, and it, the beta was just a house, I think. But the, the bomb site would move within the house. Yes, usually, yeah. So you have to. That's the other thing. Like when a game starts, you don't know exactly where you're going to be attacking, and you have to use exactly. intel to figure out. The defenders set up their defenses and blockades, yeah, while attackers scout out the area with drones in preparation phase as tension builds, yes. The core of the game is fun and an absolute blast play with a group of friends, but it comes with this... Oh, it's fair share of issues. What are these, Dennis? Mm-hmm. The beta was plagued with connection problems. That's not so much of an issue anymore. Some of which would be expected, but they were so problematic that the game was completely unplayable at times. Matchmaking would never find games when it did the lack of dedicated service meant the common connection was spotty at the best. I mean, these, these are just beta problems, right? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. You would frequently be dropped from games, completed, game-breaking lag, da-da-da-da. Since game modes, the in the beta had no respawns. This meant an unfair death stung a little bit more. Yeah, okay. Um, when you do get to play, though, it's pretty fun. There's nervous tension when you're defending as you wait for a wall to come crashing down or enemies to come pouring in through the windows. Yeah. Playing as the attackers lets you repel up and down buildings, which is by far one of the most satisfying ways to get around to experience in a video game. You can hang upside down off a wall and shoot mm-hmm. in through a window upside down. It's very cool. Um, the shooting mechanics themselves felt a little bit floaty 
and you were never completely mm. in control of your aiming and movement in a way that felt natural. The recoil is unbelievable. Like you, the gunplay like unbelievably is, overbearing. It's very hard. It's very like yeah, gunplay and, and all the there's like fifty different guns that all operators have access to limited amounts of. So you have to learn infinite recoil patterns and how to yeah. Every operator is different in that way. Um. This would likely be easily overcome with a bit of practice. Had you more time with the game, says so no need to be over, overly worried. You do need to put it in the hours, yeah. Visually, the game is unimpressive. It's not poor, not by any standards, but at the time of writing, Star Wars Battlefront's open beta has come out and seeing the stunning visuals that DICE Engines delivers leaves Rainbow Six in the dust. If the gameplay was tighter and more satisfying, the lackluster visuals would be more forgivable. There's been talk that the game is much more fun to play with a group of friends, definitely, while being able to communicate. It's, in my view, unplayable unless you're in a five stack. I mean, that's basically the conclusion I came uh, to, it seems like. Maybe that's not true, but like. I would, it's just like, I think it's like League. Even duo queuing is awful. Like tr- really? with wow. three, it's fine because at least then you can you can you're a majority. Together, well, yeah, you can put together the the you know you can at least put together the majority of a comp. But like playing with five players is is easily the best. Uh, yeah, it can be said of almost any game experience regardless of game's content. Before trying the beta, you might well have been justified in not being overly overly excited for Siege. Unfortunately, the beta won't have done much to change it, Ugh. and it's more likely to turn off those on the fence on the game. Uh, if anything, connection issues aside, there was nothing to reel you in and make you want to continue to play. If you're not already a fan of the franchise, Siege is unlikely to be the title that pulls you into it. It's not unfair analysis, to be honest. Yeah, I thought it sucked. Um, it's, <laughs> and I forgot I'd written this review for college. Well, it's definitely not what it used to be in the sense oh, that... Oh, it's changed. I mean, like, what was the date on this article? 2015? Yeah. Like... A, yeah, a lot a of the issues ago. you're talking about with connectivity and all that sort of stuff. Oh, that that that's just beta. That's whatever. Yeah. Um, but it is. I would I would say it is definitely very fun and it's definitely very complex. But it is very inaccessible. Like, I miss writing video game reviews. It's one of those games where it, it's funny. This this actually happened to me. Uh, I was playing this when I first started playing this right um, last year. Some uh, one of my mates was like, no, no, no. Like, because I was like, oh man, this game is so frustrating. I just don't feel like I have any agency. I don't feel like anything that I do matters. Mm. Right from my, my rook bag um oh do you know so so rook is a defender right okay so that you there are different sets of teams for attacking and defending and you like oh, okay. you, you can't play a defense operator on attack right um so on on attack i'd play a guy called buck a canadian guy right and his special ability is he has a shotgun <laughs> that's it that's it and there are plenty of other operators that get shotguns, but Buck gets a special shotgun. Is it a better shotgun? No. So normally you have to choose. So normally you can take a, a primary or secondary weapon, right? Yeah. So you can take usually an assault rifle, right? Um, or whatever. They are. I don't, I'm, I'm not going to get into the gun terminology. A, a gun that is big and shoots a lot of bullets very fast. And mm-hmm. then a sidearm, a small pistol or something like that, or a smaller weapon. Or you can take a shotgun, right? Buck gets to take a big fast assault rifle that has a shotgun attached underneath it so he oh, gets, shotgun he, attachment. Yeah. he gets both right um and it, again it's very difficult to do wrong with that because you can either shoot walls with the shotgun people with the shotgun or you shoot people with the regular gun and it's hard to stuff up playing buck so that was mm. why i'd always play with buck but um while um while i was getting into this game not really understanding what i was doing one of the people i was playing with was like no it's all right riley you know don't worry about it man you know how many hours you played i'm like i'm like 30 and he's like this is one of those games that you need to like get through the first 80 to 100 hours and then you'll start having fun. And I was like, you're not joking, are you? He's like, no, that's just kind of how it is. Like, you just have to learn the game. I'm like, 100 hours, dude. But that's honestly, that's what it is, man. 
That's what it is. For better wow. or worse, that's what it is. You can't argue with the success that Rainbow Six Siege has had. It is consistently. No, I mean we're still top- talking about six years later. So well, it's a it's one of the top. Would you like to guess what the total prize pool was was for the biggest siege? So the biggest siege tournament of the year mm-hmm. is the in, the Six Invitational. Right, it's held mm-hmm. in Montreal in Ubisoft Montreal. Uh, would you like to guess what the, the prize pool for the Six Invitational was this year? A hundred thousand dollars. You are off by an order of magnitude. I, t- I tried to guess a little low. I didn't want to make it look like any, but it's a million dollars? Three million dollars. Wow. Th- the first the first place team got a million dollars. Right, but Riley. Go on. Did Sir Mixelot tell them the world would know when they won the tournament? No, well, he did That's didn't. what I want to know. They didn't make <laughs> They they spent all the money on prizes, Dennis, not on a celebrity endorsement. Wow, so, weird that. Yeah, strange, no a strange that. approach. Um, no, they had the thing. I mean, a lot of esports do it. It was like battle pass sales go towards the total prize pool, and they just That's hit, sick. They hit the three million dollar cap like that. Yep. So huge. The way huge the way, of money. The way league does it is you get skins made of you for the game. So you pick a chance if you win worlds. Yeah. For your team, yeah. your team's colors get made into skins. That's sick. Yeah, that's cool. Yeah, I think uh, you get similar that, things with like weapons and charms and stuff in Rainbow Six. Yeah, yeah, and all the sales of that go. That, that's the prize. Yeah, uh, but also like when they recall, they like tr- the champion like do your signature on the ground and stuff. Yeah, such sick. such like so cool. Such a cool way. To, and why and, doesn't why good? I mean, I don't know, man. You know, we talk about building identities and building building up heroes. Like, I know you haven't heard of Sexy Cake, but he's like a very famous and very, uh, you know, well-known icon in the Siege community. You know, you haven't heard of Mav, but Mav's back, dude. He's playing for W7M, right? Why doesn't Javier get a cut of every Fervent Champion sold? That's the real question. <sighs> anyway, um, it's Rainbow Six, very cool. Uh, I would say, like, I, I want to say I recommend coming and watching it because it's, again, this Friday. Super week. Super weekend. We've got Friday, Saturday, Sunday. Three weekends of cover- uh, three days of coverage this weekend. Come and watch it. But it's going to be tough to follow if you're 100% new to the game. But if you like tactical shooters, if you're good at clicking heads, if you enjoy... I'll tell you this. If you enjoy the chess aspect of magic, right? Not the, like, oh, I'm playing big, cool monsters. The whole, like, all right, so if I attack here, deal three, I'll take four on the backswing, but then I can play this. Which I think is what most magic players play magic for. If you enjoy that part of it, right, you will really like Siege. Because there is so much to be against. Like, all right, if we push, like, if we push... I mean, I was just going to pull... The first call-out error I learned that I could think of today was Cool Vibes. We can push Cool Vibes stairs. That's a real place, right? They're, some of the names... Wait, what? Hang on. I got to Google this. There's a, there's a, there's a staircase in, in um, Coastline, a map called Coastline. It's, oh, it's, there's a neon sign that says Cool Vibes. And you push it. Cool Vibes, right? There's an area in one of the maps that's called Harry Potter because it's a small nook under a set of stairs. Um, Harry Potter, Rainbow Six. And... Um, you know, oh, yeah, there it is. Yeah. You can like plan out very tactical um, operations or whatever you want to call them with a bunch of other people. But it's it's a hard game and a bit like D anD D. You want to make sure you're playing with the right people because I imagine Riley, I've never I've never played it solo and I don't think I ever would. Heads up, Riley! Just a free idea here off the top of my head. Go on. You got to get the cool vibes emote. That's not bad, actually. It's a good emote. It's a good emote. Yeah. Cool vibes. Oh, here's the other thing. If you want to chat, this is the weirdest thing in the world. I don't know why they do this. If you want to chat in... Actually, bad luck. If you want to come and chat while I'm broadcasting this week, this weekend, you've already missed the chance. You have, you to, have f- to have been a follower for a week. For a week, dude. What's going on there? Outrageous. Why? I don't know. Do you know? No. Is it the things like to stop spam? 
It is, but a week is a long time. But, like, if you're that determined to spam, you just set up your spam bots to follow a week in advance. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> and if you're lazy, an hour is going to do it. Like, Yeah, no, uh, spam, it doesn't really work with spam because you can ban spam bots really fast. The reason spam bots work is, is when you, it's like a Hydra. They make 10 new ones. But if all those 10 new ones have to wait a week every time. I don't see that as being a problem at all, if it's all automated. Yeah. I think like an hour for someone who just wants to come in and spam is giving up. Anyway, that's thing. We have, gone, we have gone way off the rails here. Twitch.tv slash Rainbow Six this weekend. Come and get across it. You'll, uh, you, well, you might enjoy it. If you have, if you are tactically minded in that way, if you like that sort of thing, you'll enjoy it. If you're, if you're in the business for incomprehensible twitchy headshots, you're gonna, you're gonna love the broadcast. There's plenty of that too. Yeah. yeah All right. Yeah, thanks definitely. all for listening to this episode of Scrammy River, rivaled almost in length by the episode of Charizard River this week. I think we, 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 we spent a lot of time there. We did. We did. Uh, thank you all for listening. Please head to shamwire.com. Use code SMAR for all of your Magic the Gathering Pokemon, Flesh and Blood, Digimon, Yu-Gi-Oh, you name it, purchases. And thanks to Joking Crab for the music. Thank you to all, all of you at home for letting us grace your beautiful ears on a fine Thursday evening. And stay fresh, cheese bags.